Well, so many of you know Caroline Craddock from her dad's nationally syndicated radio show, The Kid Craddock Morning Show. Well, she is all grown up now, you guys. She is a CEO. She's a singer. She is a songwriter. And she's here today to talk about her second shot. On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Okay, welcome to Second Shot, Caroline Craddock. Thank you for having me. Um, I love that we're matching in white today. I know, we got the white in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I did, we did. And you have the trendy headband, which I'm so jealous of. Like, you're just always on point with every trend. So oh, girl, gotta, thank you. Yes, I like sleep on this thing. It's my favorite thing in the I world. I love it. I love it. I love it. So for those of you watching on video, you're seeing the headband. If not audio, imagine it. It's pink. It's pearled. It's gorgeous. Um, you know. When I when I talked to Caroline first about this interview, I was like, you know, so many people listen to your dad on the radio for so many years and kind of heard about you growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Like these little stories. And so I want to catch everybody up to speed and hear about life now. And, and I'm very curious to know if you always thought you would have a career in music. Like, was this the ultimate goal when you were little? Yeah, um, I started. So having like a super gregarious parent, I was kind of like always very shy. Um, he kind of like stole the spotlight from me all the time. And Uh. so my parents, I think it was three or four and my pre-K teacher was having a lot of issues with me, like speaking up and talking. I know that's shocking to you now. Yeah. So, um, my parents were like, we don't know what to do with her. You need to help us. So they said, put her in theater, um, and see if she'll loosen up a little bit. So they did. And they said they totally regretted it because I haven't stopped talking <laughs> since. Um, so I did that. And then I kind of just fell into everything. I was really horrible at math and math and music are, are correlated. Okay. So the same teacher was like, you need to put her in some sort of piano or music class to try to help her with her math. Okay. Um, another thing that didn't help my math, but then I just completely fell in love with music and then was singing since I was like six or seven. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Thankful for those teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sort of like helping your parents discover. And it was wise of your parents to follow along. Totally. That advice. No. Did you ever have any moments where you're like, okay, dad, like, can you put me on, like, like hook me up with some of these people? Because he had so many connections. Yeah. It was kind of the opposite. He was my whole life. Like, let me know. We're going to make you pop star. Like we can do it right now. And I didn't, I was more musical theater. I wanted to like be on Broadway and that was my whole thing. Um, so I told him no continuously. Now I'm pinching myself. I'm like, I could really use some help. Um, but yeah, he was always ready. He had a really great talent for picking out young talent and cultivating Mm -hmm. that talent. And so he always wanted to help me. Um, and I wouldn't really let him, but he was still so supportive of me, both my parents, um, and doing my music. Let's talk about where your music career was when your dad passed, because you were at a really um, pivotal moment Mm -hmm. at at that point in time. Bring everybody up to speed on it. Yeah, so I was 23. I had 
this is just like my second shot has been huge. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just finished with college. I had a musical theater degree. I have a really pop soul voice. Mm -hmm. They did not know how to use me at this college. So I was not cast the whole four years I was there. So, so this was like rejection. Rejection city, after right? rejection after re- yeah. rejection. Ugh, and so, so I was like, do I even want to be doing this anymore? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I was in Oklahoma City for school. My parents moved me back to Fort Worth and they were like, get, we're going to give you six months. We'll pay your rent. And then you got to go and figure your yeah. stuff out. So I worked social media at a spa. And that was like my, like, I'm just going to do something. Sure. Then I did community theater on the side. And then I got a job with a ad agency doing um, like their partner management. So I was the people person interacting between the client and the company. Okay. Loved it. Had a really serious boyfriend. Um, and that was kind of like what I was going to do. I just thought I was going to marry this guy and, and, and work in social media management. And do, okay. Yeah. And do marketing. Marketing. So, um, this is just unreal. Within a week, the job I was at was a really small agency. They fired three of us in one day. They let us go because they couldn't afford to pay us anymore. I found out two days later, my boyfriend was cheating on me with some girl on Tinder. And we were engagement ring shopping. Like, we had a ring picked out. This was not a casual relationship. No, no, no. This was, no, this was very serious. For real, for this real. was, like, my person. And then, so I, my mom was like, okay, you need to reset. We're going to figure something out. So my friends were auditioning for The Voice in New York. And most of my friends at that time lived there doing musical theater and Broadway stuff. So I flew to New York um, July 26th, and then I got news on the 27th my dad had passed. So I didn't get to go to the audition. Of course. My dad passed away. Um, I was, like, with all my friends. And I had made that decision that day, like, two hours before he passed, that I was going to move to New York. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just – music is my passion. I don't have this boyfriend anymore. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm free. I'm just going to like go and try it. I'm young. This is the time to do it. Um, and then my whole world kind of came crashing down. Oh, complete. Okay. So, so, so what was the immediate step after that? You had made that promise to yourself. I'm going to go to New York and then it all just kind of went out the window. You know, it's like when you have a parent pass, especially one that was like in the public eye, Mm -hmm. I just had to get home, you know, and I didn't even think about what I was going to do when I got home. But when I got on the plane, my mom was with me and I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, thank God for kids, kids, because that was the one thing I knew that I could immediately help out with. And so that gave me some sort of purpose where if I didn't have that, I would have had nothing like I would have just been going to a funeral and then I don't know what, you know. So you knew I mean, and you had had a passion for kids, kids prior Mm -hmm. to this and and for people, for people, I, I think most people watching probably have an understanding, but explain a little bit about what Kids Kids Yeah, does. so Kids Kids is a charity my, both my parents founded. Um, my mom had some fertility issues, and when she finally got pregnant with me, they had a faulty sonogram. It was the 90s, mm-hmm. and there was some sort of, I actually watched Grey's Anatomy episode where the same thing happened, um, where they thought I was going to be born with brittle bone disease, which is a really, really hard. Like, you can't touch anything without breaking a bone, and it's just a really tough disease. And so, um, they prepared to have a disabled child. Mm-hmm. And then when I was born healthy, they said, okay, we need to start giving back in some way. So they started really small and they would take kids to SeaWorld in a van. And then, um, my dad used this radio platform to really mm-hmm. expand the charity. So we take now up to 40 to 50 kids with life threatening and life altering conditions on an all expense paid trip to Disney world every year. It really is such an example, and this is like making me tear up <laughs> thinking about the you know the the idea of not knowing what's going to happen with your child, and then I think a lot of people say, "Oh gosh, I'm going to do something with this." And yeah. then life happens, and they don't. And I think that what your dad did was such an, an example of using your power for good, one hundred percent, like using media for good. That's something I 
been super passionate about as well. And you've got to kind of like find the little angles where you can. Mm -hmm. So this happened. And I also look at this from an outsider's perspective and think, you know, Caroline, it would have been really easy to just say, I'm, I'm grief stricken. Yeah. And this is what my dad did. And I'm glad he did. And we're done. Um, I think that would be really understandable, but you, you know, powered ahead and have even expanded. What, what made you, what was kind of the driving force behind that? I think I just needed a purpose. And I think at that Mm -hmm. point I needed to feel close to my father because a lot of it, and I'm so thankful for all the support I had, but I felt a lot of people were kind of taking my grief away by saying how much they missed my dad, which was understandable, but like no one misses him more than his own daughter. I was an only child, you know? So I felt like I didn't have ownership over my dad's loss because everyone was kind of taking it as their own. Because my dad was such an amazing People person. People felt you know? so connected to him. Yeah. And, and that it was like, poor them. Right. And you're like, I'm the child here. Right. But I didn't see it. I don't, I didn't see it that way. I understand people were coming to me. People like my, my dad was a father figure for a lot of people I've talked to, or Mm -hmm. like they felt like it was a family member. Mm -hmm. So to lose him was huge. And he was so relatable. And I think people just connected with him so easily that it was like losing a friend. Uh So I would get so many messages of like, I remember, like, I miss your dad so much. Like I miss him. I miss him. I miss him. And I just was like, you know, I know, like I miss him. That's tough. Yeah. So um, the charity was like it started because of me and mm-hmm. I was going to be the one. No one else could handle it the way I, you know, no one's going to have the passion of for course. your own business as you would. You of understand course. that. Like, Amen. Um, yeah. So no, you, you can't hire anyone to do the work that you need to do. Did, during that time, did you get, I mean, you, you had your mom, did you get therapy or counseling or like, oh, yeah. how did you work your way through yeah, that? I'm still in therapy yeah. um, and I'm very open about that. And like I've had so many anxiety issues and depression mm-hmm. issues since then, of course, it's natural. Yeah, um, but just finding my footing has been really and I think getting older and maturing into my own woman, I think I've really struggled with self-identity because everyone is always like, oh, it's Caroline Craddock, Kate Craddock's daughter. You know, like I haven't, I'm just now creating a name for myself mm-hmm. where my dad's name isn't always the first name out of mm-hmm. people's mouths when they talk about me. Um, so, and I'm so fortunate to have his legacy and he built such a beautiful life so that I can continue to live the life that I want. Um, so it's been such a blessing, but it's also like, where do I stand? You I, know, who am I? I can see that. I can totally see what you're saying. And I, I appreciate you being open about the therapy. We talk about that a lot on the yeah. show because there is such a stigma and so many business people listen to the show. Like, yeah. you know, and they're, they're, they're tough and they're strong and they're doing their thing. And I, I always appreciate when somebody says, yes, I, I go and I continue to go and I continue to work on myself. Cause that means that you are improving as a woman, as a person, as a, you know, potential future mate for somebody. I mean, it's totally. just like setting you up for so many things. Totally. And to your point about your, you know, your own projects, let's talk about that. Um, oh my gosh, your music is so good. You guys, one of Brighton's favorite songs this love in the car (laughs) so good and she sways and she sings along the videos you sent me of her dancing to my stuff (laughs) makes me so happy it's so it's just like really it's really special and when that that song came out there was the connection to okay proceeds are going to kids kids but this music has gone so much further than that people aren't like the donations great but people are purchasing this and enjoying it because they enjoy it and I hope you've feel that. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, it's been like, we were just talking about, it's hard to, cause I think people just know me for kids, kids. So 
but they don't know I've been in music my entire life. Like this is my passion. Right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing at some level. I don't need to be Ariana Grande to like have a message and have something to say. Of course. Um, but it's been hard transitioning into like, I guess what I do music. Let's, mm-hmm. let's transition into this, you yeah. know, but, um, recently I've been able to perform all the proceeds go back to kids, kids. And then I get to have a platform just, and it's been really full circle. My dad uses radio platform to mm-hmm. talk about kids, kids. I'm using my music career to talk about kids, kids. So it's a beautiful thing. Cause my dad, his biggest passion was radio. My biggest passion is music. So if I can do both and just have it be cyclical, it's just perfect. So you've been touring. What is, what's like, what's the tour life like? How does it get set up? Who do you take with you? How do you schedule it? I want to know like the behind the scenes of that. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, I did a Texas tour over the summer. So I did um, the Rustic, Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston, um, which was so fun. And then I, this was like a kismet moment in January. I had really bad sinus surgery. Like they had to break my nose, the whole thing. Like it was bad. And two days after my surgery, I get a call from someone who's friends with Josh Abbott, who's a Texas country artist. And he needed a um, person to sing Oh Tonight, which is his duet with Casey Musgraves yeah. at Billy Bob's. And I was like, I have two black eyes. I cannot go and do this. Like, this is not the right timing <laughs> oh, for me. Oh, but you can. But I did. <laughs> and he invited me back the next night. So I did two sold out shows with him at Billy Bob's. And then he invited me to open on his tour. So I did that in Amarillo with him. Um, and then I did another gig in Dallas with him. And it's just been so fun. But it's... um. Yeah, it's crazy. I it's I'm pushing 30 and so yeah. it is not I I don't have all the energy in the world and it's I don't know how these pop stars can do it for so long. Pushing 30. Come to find out Caroline's old, you guys. I'm old. A full I'm on not three anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, we are going to take a quick break. I want to just so you guys know what we're going to talk about coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about what CEO life is like yeah. for someone who didn't necessarily study this in school. <laughs> um, talk about more in terms of what the charity is doing and what is next for you. And we'll be right back with Second Shot Sit Downs. Really quick break to tell you guys about, and we have been so pumped about this, our new sponsor of the Second Shot podcast it is myllc.com. So Heath actually introduced me to this company uh, a long time ago because he's been using them for everything. Every time he puts together a new business, he goes there, gets the LLC set up. They send back a little portfolio with everything done. It's legally savvy, legally sound, and put together for you. So if you're somebody who's sort of like thinks that that's the daunting part of a business, which for me it always has been, myllc.com is for real where you want to go. And they're also hooking you guys up with a deal. So write it down. Maybe you're not starting a business today, but maybe you're getting inspired by the interviews. It is this 99 my LLC, which gives you $99 off of a new corporation or LLC. I will also tell you, we definitely price checked before doing this. It is for sure the most affordable option. Heath and I have been using them for years and years. We just adore this company. So myllc.com. And again, the code for $99 off is 99myllc. We are back with Caroline Craddock talking about all things music and all things kids, kids. And I'm very curious, like I said, a lot of business people listen to this show and, you know, some of them have these, you know, strong business pedigrees and some of them do not at all. Yeah. And so I want to hear about what it was like to transition into, okay, your chief happiness officer, but also CEO of, of Kids Kids. 
what is that position like for you? What, what, what do you do in that role? Um, so I'm the face of the charity, um, but also like I'm the, I have the people in place to implement my mm-hmm. thoughts. So I kind of have to be a visionary mm-hmm. and thinking of where the charity's going. Um, you've been really involved the last four years. I mm-hmm. um, extended the trip. We usually take ages five to 12. And then when I went, when I was 23, the year my dad passed away, I was like, Disney World is medicine. Like this can help Mm -hmm. so many people, does not need to end at age 12. Like I was being so affected at 23. Mm -hmm. So we expanded into taking teenagers. That's my baby. It's been wonderful. Um, So I'm just always kind of forward thinking of like, where can we go with the charity? What kind of events are we going to do? So I'm kind of the forward thinker and and then all the people that I have in place are just the implementers, which I really need because I'm very good about thinking of ideas and really bad about making sure there's follow through. Are you not Um, organized? No, 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 no. So, um, but it's, it's, it was unique because when I came in, I worked for my dad's staff. So Mm -hmm. they, I've, they're all family to me and they were so open and so loving and ready to embrace me, which could have been the opposite. You know, it could have been really, there could have been some push back on that, having a 23-year-old come in and be like, okay, it's mine now. I'm like going to run that stuff. Right. Yeah. That takes a different level of maturity, especially considering everything that you had had been through yeah. uh, with him. I love that you added the, the teen part because I totally believe in that. I mean, isn't it a gift for any adult who's, who's ever been, you know, just to any theme park like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so for you. Totally. It's so like fulfilling for any adult to be able to be in that sort of childlike experience, Absolutely. even just for a day, even mm-hmm. for a few days, it really is magical. And I'm glad that you, you know, kind of had the, the vision to make that happen for those kids. Now I want to talk about your podcast too, okay? because it's been cracking me up. You guys, she started this podcast. It is silly. It is nothing like we were talking on the way here. Like yours is the protein vegetables that you need every day. Mine is dessert. Like yes. mine is silly and fun. And But we need that. We need yeah. a good combination. So it's you and your best friend. Yes. Who Nicole. We've seen, I mean, I've follow them. You guys have to follow Caroline on Instagram if you don't already, but, um, I've seen her on your Instagram and she's a riot. So it's a really interesting duo because she's an accountant and yes. then you've got like this creative career. Yeah. But she's also really silly and stupid like I am. So it works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that your, um, dad would think of your podcast and everything that you're doing? He would love it. I mean, I think he always knew I would follow in his footsteps in some way because just with media or being a creative, like we would sit on the piano and just write songs and sing together when I was young. And so we always had that really musical Mm -hmm. connection. So his, I was talking to someone recently, like my parents, I didn't have the parents that were like, you can't major in music. That's not going to make you any money. My parents were like, you go and you do that. And you wish I now would have maybe done something differently because like I would have loved to have. My parents a, a, did that too when I went to journalism school, which is so useless. Yeah, no, I'm like I would have loved a nonprofit degree, you know, so I could know how oh, to manage yeah, my to charity run, a little yeah. bit. But um, they were so open and ready for me to go and just pursue my dream and yeah. help me in any way. Um, so I think my dad would just anything that I'm doing. I, mm-hmm. I have my hands in a lot of different pots. You know that. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm into a lot of you different. The first time I met you, I was doing like a fashion segment. Yes, I love so, it. So. Um, I just think like anything that I enjoy doing, I think my dad would be proud of. I think the podcasting, um, I enjoy way more than I thought I would. I did. um, I had a segment on the Kikratic show as well. And I just, it comes so natural to me. I just love it. So it's been fun. It's been a journey. I love that you guys kind of talk about dating on your podcast. So what's like your current, and and here's the other thing too. I have to call you guys out. You keep saying, oh, you know, we're almost 30. We're going to be old. No. 
getting married later in life is phenomenal because yeah. think of all like all the travels that you're doing, all the projects you're doing, and you don't have to, um, you know, answer to anybody. Yeah. So that when you meet that person, you're set. Like, you know yourself. You know where mm -hmm. you're going. You know where your business is. You know where your career is. I think that it's really and, – and I say this because I was totally all throughout my 20s thinking I am – going to be alone forever yeah. and this life is fine, but I'm going to be alone forever. And I wish that I would have really just like leaned into the moment of I can get up whenever I want to. I can do whatever I want with my career. I mean, I moved like five times in 10 years yeah. for, for jobs and I'm thankful I was able to do that. So I need you guys to just like, well, I'm really glad it. that you're saying that because I think a lot of the times, like I, my, all my best friends are still single. Like my yeah. very best friends, all my close friends are all engaged or married or have boyfriends. Sure. Um, but the ones that are the closest to me are all single. And we say that all the time. We're like, we don't, cause it could get really easy to be like, cause I want children. Like I've wanted to be a yes. mom since I was a, a kid. And that's like the Southern mentality too, is you get married out of college and, you well, know, and, and it's different in Texas. I feel yeah. like girls here, women here are put to a different standard because getting married so young, but in New York city, Oh no, 30, like, they're not even thinking about it. They're no. having kids at 40, 45. Totally. You know, it's a mindset thing. And I, I, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Like would I like to have somebody, of course, like, yeah. who, who doesn't, but, of course. um, and I'm thankful that I have my best friend, Nicole, cause we can just pick up and go to Europe whenever, you know, like we go to Europe yes. once a year. And so we're able to still enjoy life. And I actually met someone recently who was like, I'm 45. I'm still single. I, but I never did what you're doing in your early thirties mm. or in your mm -hmm. late twenties. Like I haven't seen anything and I'm still single. So, like, if I'm going to be single, I'm going to see the world and yes. know who I am, you know? And know who you are and get your business going, too. I yep. mean, I think so many of those those career options, um, you know, and, and to me, getting married has been the biggest blessing. And so, like sure. you, I always wanted that. And I was... Um, I don't want to say fearful that it wouldn't happen, but I just, I just didn't think it would. I didn't think I would have that blessing. And, um, I am thankful that I did a lot of career moves, you know, before, before settling down and now having kids later too. I mean, think about with kids, kids, you've experienced so many children, like you're just going to have this vibe of knowing how to deal with them. Oh yeah. And yeah. care for them. Yeah. And you know. All that kind of stuff. Even though now I thought I knew about kids and now I've, you know, Brenton's too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm looking through a book. Like, what, what do I do? do? Yeah. What do I do? Somebody yeah. help me. Yeah. SOS. And all my friends' kids are like teenagers. Right. They're like, I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. long ago. But that would be me. It's I, fine. I, I love that you guys, what are you, what are you looking for? If there was like a, you know, ideal kind of like partner, who knows? Maybe he's watching. <laughs> yeah. Set me up. Let's do it. Who would he be? Um, I like someone I don't want someone that wants to have my career. Like I want someone that has their own career, yeah. very settled. Um, I like, I like nerds. Like I like the mm -hmm. smartest guy in the room because mm -hmm. I'm not, and I like to pick their brain. And <laughs> I think sometimes the nerd likes the like bubbly fun girl because yeah. it kind of mellows them out. So I've always dated kind of like serious, smart, um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but I okay. have to have witty banter. Like, I have to yeah. have that. I met a guy on Hinge the other night, and he went to the all-boys um, school here. He went to Jesuit. Oh. And I went to Catholic school. And oh, so, like, that, this, smarty, is my, this is my dream to marry, like, a Catholic school boy. But he also has that witty banter. So, because um, that's that that's the basis of, like, when you're 80 years old, you have to be able to make each other laugh. And if I don't have that, then I don't, 100%. Care. I don't care how hot they are. It doesn't really matter to me. So hundred percent. Yeah. 
That's smart. Okay, good. Well, so so who knows? By the time this comes out, who knows? She may be uh, things may be moving forward with fingers uh, crossed. You know, with Jesuit Mr. boy, yeah. Catholic school yeah. boy. And if not, then now we know, like you know, what she's looking for. And you do want to have kids. You said yes, eventually. Definitely. Yeah. Do you want to have like one or like ten? I will not have one. I'm an only child. My mom was an only child. She never planned on just having one, but she had that really horrible. Pre- and I right. she broke her tailbone when she had had me oh my gosh so I think after that she was like nope yeah. I'm done um but do you so, wish that you had had siblings 100 oh. yeah 100 I don't mean Does to tell mean you I that I have to have another baby <laughs> I would but also my parents when I was 10 were like okay we're gonna adopt a child and I was like mm-hmm. uh-uh you know because by then it's like you're set in your ways all the attention was always on me yeah um, but I probably wouldn't have the career I have if I had another sibling because my parents poured everything into my music and everything into what I wanted. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with being an only child. I am a people person. Like I want people like a around me. Person. Yeah. And especially like losing my dad at such a young age. Like mm-hmm. I felt so alienated because my parents were also not together. They were divorced mm-hmm. when he passed. So I felt very alone. Um, so it would have been nice to have a sibling, but my friends are my family and I'm just like one of those people that just collects people. And what, what do you think is the, the, key to that you do seem to have a solid group of people around you was that intentional is that just your nature like you know what I mean yeah. for people who are watching or listening and feel that sort of uh, aloneness yeah with lack of familial resources I think um a lot of it like my family is really small my it's just my mom my grandma yeah. and I now um my dad's family is all in Florida we don't really speak to them as much and then it's just the three of us so yeah. um but my mom has always instilled that like you have to weed people out. You don't let people into your, and I'm, I'm very loving, a very giving person. And I got burned recently and it still reminded me like, you have to really weed people out. Mm-hmm. And my inner circle is teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. I have the same three friends I've been friends with forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people know absolutely everything. The rest, I can have so many friends around me, but they don't know every detail of my life, nor do they need to. Sure. Um, but just having people with your same morals and who are going to build you up is so dire, you know, and especially yeah. like with social media these days, like you think you have so many friends, but you really don't, you know, and it's like a fake reality of, oh, look, look at my support system. It's so huge. Like if I have an event, who actually shows up? Sure. You know, who's there to support me? You understand that. Kind yeah. of stuff. Oh my gosh. It's so, it's, it can be such a mind game, but it's like, you kind of go back to those, those early childhood lessons. Like those those are early childhood lessons for a reason. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, because you, when you step out, even like I was talking about this podcast, people thought it was a little weird. They're like, well, why aren't you doing TV? TV. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. And then some people are like, yeah, whatever you're doing, I'll support you. And then a lot of people drop off mm-hmm. and they're not. And, and that can be like hurtful. But I have to always remind myself like that has nothing. It doesn't mean anything about me because they weren't actually for me in the beginning. beginning. So yeah. it doesn't mean that I did anything wrong. No, here. but and yeah. you don't want a fake reality friendship. Yeah. Like that's not there. We have enough going on. It's like, I don't need to have it those kind of people confusing. around. Yeah. Did you ever feel like people wanted to glom on to oh, you yeah. because of your family? And yeah, for sure. And my lifestyle is very appealing to people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a musician. I get to travel to a lot of cool places. I mean, and you're seriously going everywhere. I mean, I, I have a really amazing, cool life, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I've had to go through hell to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. So I want to enjoy it. And I want good people around me when I do it. But yeah, I've, I've had, but my mom was, she kind of went the opposite where I'm, she's very anti-trusting and I, her circle's even smaller because mm-hmm. she doesn't let people in. Um, my first instinct is to let people in. So I've had to really work on having that happy medium of like, you're, 
I trust you until you give me a reason not to. Um, so that's kind of been my motto, but I don't, I'm not bringing a ton of new people into my life, which is why also dating can be really hard (sighs) is I'm not the most trusting and, you know, so, um, but I'm also a romantic and I'm loving and I, so I want all that, but also I'm smart enough to know, like, you can't have that with everyone and you have to yeah weed people out like I said the most attractive thing will be your vibrancy and like zest for life and those things and and not yeah not getting I think that is the challenge is to not get like burned out by the dating thing yeah and to not get like knocked down it's like you have to keep getting (laughs) keep getting back up totally yeah I mean I feel like when I when I met Heath he was he was like oh I'm gonna be a bachelor forever right and I was kind of like that too like well maybe I'll just I'm gonna be Oprah Granted, she had Stedman, but she never officially got married. Exactly. But I was like, yeah. maybe I'm just going to do that. And I feel like the second I did that, then I actually met my husband. <laughs> okay, so maybe I need to do that. Or maybe Oprah. <laughs> yeah, just think <laughs> I'm just going to be Oprah and single forever and ever and ever. Okay, I want you to be able to give everybody all the different places they can find you. Okay. Um, so Kids Kids website, podcast, music, everything. Shout it out so people can okay. follow along with your journey. KidsKids.org is our kids kids website you can volunteer um you can get all volunteer opportunities there you can find out more about us there my website is carolincraddick.com you can listen to my podcast on my website yes. um and then it has all my social media handles on there too which is just at carolincraddick for everything you guys i thought i was so organized and i just realized i forgot all the franchise second shot sit down questions we uh, have we have a couple of questions so remember it's all my those fault. things I'm a ding dong. No, I'm no, no 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 <laughs> i can you believe i did that matt like, I had I been was, so on top of it. I was wondering if we were going to, uh, I don't know, break format a little bit I, We're breaking Ooh. format because I want to ask her these questions. It's me. I'm but sorry. Yes, so, I no, it's it. good. The first one is, um, and I like to ask these for a couple of reasons. First of all, because I think when we just truly speak things into existence, when we say that we want them to happen, I think it just seriously increases our chances. Totally. So the first one is this. Who are three people that you would want to meet? Three people living. Because it has to be something that, you know, could actually happen. Okay. What are, like, who are your top three people that you would like to meet? This is so cliche, but Oprah's obviously one of them. Hello. I mean, she's just, like, it a multimedia not cliche. phenom. Um, and I just want to, like, crawl into her bed and have her, like, tell me everything's going to be okay. I feel like yes. she's so, like, come my child. I like, I feel like she would mother me. Um, I'm obsessed with Kelly Clarkson. Just oh, because amazing. she's local and she... I did American Idol, too. And yes. so I got a lot of people that would tell me a lot of people have been on that show for decade um, that would tell me stories about Kelly Clarkson. And I just feel <gasps> like she's so relatable. And she's also a multimedia personality. Like she mm-hmm. took her music career. Now she has her own show like that. That's kind of the tra- trajectory that I would mm-hmm. love to have for myself. So I would love to like, pick her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two people who I feel like are totally I mean, you know, it could happen. Say it Oprah's out loud. A stretch. Kelly Clarkson might happen. I don't know. She lives in the U.S. We live in the U.S. That's so true. <laughs> it's possible. That's more than I can say for my boyfriend. So <laughs> yeah. they're all in Europe. Right. She keeps going international with these guys. No wonder. Yeah. I'm emotionally unavailable. Mm. It's fine. Um, who's my third? Probably. It's in the same realm, but it's Ellen. Like I just. Her yes. heart is so big too, and I think she's so. Um, She's so intentional with what she says and how she says it. And she just makes people feel good. And that's a quality that you cannot Ugh. make up, you know? Yes. And that's contagious. And I would just love to just be around her. And she's funny without being mean. 
Totally. Which is such a yeah. lesson for hello, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just so quick-witted. I, I yeah. agree with that one. Okay, so the next question is, don't overthink it. Okay. But just given everything that you've, you've been through, you've lived a, a lot of life in a short amount of time. Given the choice, would you choose for life to be fair or unfair? Fair. Fair. Yeah. How come? You think that things would have been... No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Unfair. Um, no, my whole life has been like, quote unquote, unfair. Yeah. And look at the it's tough. look at the rainbow that I've mm-hmm. been able to make out of it, you know? Um, like, it, And also, I was at the airport the other day, and I, I talked about this on my podcast, and I was a little manic because we were leaving Nashville. I was in Nashville, and um, we'd been there like a week, and I was hungover, and it was the whole thing. It was, and the, it was the whole thing. And this woman is sitting across, we we're in the food court, and at the airport, she's bawling her eyes out. And, like, my heart just was sinking into my chest. And I was like, okay. And so I got up. And Nicole's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just – I need to go. So I just went and I put up my hands on her. And I was like, I don't know what you're going through. It's breaking my heart to see you cry. I just want to tell you, like, I'm pouring so many prayers and blessings on you. So that's, like, all I want to say to you. And her friend came up to me and was like, thank you so – like, she – and she was so receptive to yeah. it. Yeah. Totally, oh, that's amazing. But, like, think of if I my, – my life was – perfect and peachy came before my dad passed and Mm -hmm. if I hadn't gone through that experience like I think that gave her a little bit of shining light in that day I'm not saying I like changed her day in any way but I think it made it seem less daunting so those little acts of kindness can continue to build up then that's a beautiful thing yeah we we only get empathy and unfortunately true empathy through our own struggles and that's the part that like sucks yep you know, because you got to go through it in order to really feel. Yeah. You felt for that woman and felt called to go put your hands on her. Whereas, you know, if life is perfect, you're kind of like, oh, they're having a, good, a bad day. You don't understand. Don't feel their pain. Right. So I, I, I see what you're saying there. Okay. The last question is, I cannot believe that I didn't do any of these, Matt, during the beginning. <laughs> I thought I was so organized with my paper here. Anyway, um, the last question is, what is your one piece of advice for anybody who needs a second shot? at life. Anybody who has been dealt a hand, they don't think they can deal with, what's that one piece of advice? I think um, a piece of advice I got recently was like, you're never too old to reinvent yourself. And I think going into, Mm. you know, with especially music, a lot of people are 15 when they start, you know, and then they just transition into this really long career. I'm going to be 30 and I'm still finding my footing as an artist. Where do I stand? What do I want to say? And now I completely have taken the pressure off myself for like, I don't need to be hugely famous selling out arenas, Mm -hmm. but if I have my song stronger, I get messages every day of people saying how inspired they were by my song and my music. And like, that's just a little thing. And that's because I reinvented myself. And I said, I'm not going to let my music go to the wayside because I have other things to do or I'm too scared. So by putting myself out there, reinventing myself, I got on American Idol when I was 27. I hadn't sang in public in like five years before that. And I was at the last age cutoff. And if that hadn't happened for me, I wouldn't be putting out music right now. So I don't think, I think people put a limit on themselves b- mm-hmm. based on their age. We do. And that's just completely irrelevant. Like, we don't know how long we're going to live. And if you don't start now, then you're never going to do it. Oh, my gosh. That's a perfect way to end. And that is why we were beautifully gifted with my lack of ability to stay on point <laughs> so that we can end on that strong note. Good. Caroline Craddock, thank you so much. Thank we you, are Jenny. cheering you on. Thank you. You're welcome.